gays aren't just <laughs> Billy Crystal from Soap, right? You know, they're not. They're not. You know, they're not Sean Benjamin from fucking yeah. Will and Grace. A lot of gay men, they men, they're, they they take yeah. very good. There's a lot, not all, but there's a portion that take a lot of pride in their bodies <laughs> and are badass and yeah. will beat the shit out of you in a parking lot. If and rightfully so, if yeah, if you're well, a that thing. Yeah. But once in a while, somebody would go, "Oh, wow, you're really trying." I will talk to you. This is Don Hall, and I'm David Himmel, and this is the Literate Apecast. Apecast is not responsible for triggering your PTSD because we are warning you right now that we might. If coarse language or base stupidity from two white guys is not your jam, look elsewhere for your workout podcast. And we're off again. Um, all right. So you wrote a piece not too long ago that uh, that I thought was very funny <laughs> about someone that you used to work with. And it was. I, it made me laugh start to finish. And then you thought better of it and decided that maybe it was a little too personal. And you said, you know, I'm not going to, this is a little too close to the bone and it might get me in trouble. And it made me think about the many times that I wish I had the impulse that you had, which was, "Mm, maybe I shouldn't. The impulse to not be impulsive. Yeah, yes. It's like there's so many times where I've thought, thought to myself, God, I wish I'd had just a little bit more self-control mm-hmm. or I would not have made such a horse's ass of myself in yeah. that moment. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's what it made me think. Yeah. Of. I just, I mean, it was this, the piece I wrote, it was, I, I want to write that piece. I just, I need to, I'm still so full of vitriol, vitriol and rage um, and rage. And you know, th- there's other people that are involved in it and I don't want to affect them negative, negatively yet. I just, I need more time. To just mellow with it, you know, to step away from the anger and rage and make sense of it and then get through it. Well, what I always say is, and you're telling a story, if you don't tell a story, if you're still bleeding from the wound. Right. So, yeah, you yeah. want to let that thing scab over, and scar And I thought, up. and I didn't realize that I was still bleeding a bit, mm-hmm. because I thought, like, okay, I'm ready to write this thing. And then I wrote it, and I'm like, I'm good. This is good. And then, like a day later, I was like, "Ooh, maybe I'm not so good yet. This is still a oh, little." Oh, I totally knew you weren't good. Yeah, yeah I read it. Oh my god, this really much. pisses him off. Still yeah. to this day, he's pissed yeah. off about this. Yeah. So yeah, no, I get that. That's. I mean, I've got a. You know, I, I'm a grudge holder. I'm Irish, and I try not to be a grudge holder. Uh, but yeah, I still get pissed off. You know, injustice. It's personal injustice. It's petty. Yeah, it's pe- it always it always amounts to being it's just really petty shit, and I it it, it occurred to me the other day, and I, I, this has occurred to me more than just the other day, but I was re- it really stunning. It's like America is now we have one of us as president, yeah, a guy just like us, vulgar, kind of stupid, but kind of not stupid. Says what he thinks. It's the worst parts it, he about is, us. Well, he is our absolute. He ego. is us in our avatar of Facebook. He's yeah. who we are. He is one of us, and he's not smarter than any of us. You know, that's we, no, we he's elected. Significantly, we elected than a lot our of us, fucking. Yeah. We elected our fucking racist uncle. Yeah. To the president, and I look at kind of how people behave, and I realize, wow, we finally reverted. Because I remember a day. I do remember, like my parents, maybe not my mom, but you know, it's like it's like the, that generation. School was different. 
high school was different. And mm-hmm. so there was a point where you moved past high school. Yeah. And we are now living an entire society of nothing but We're high school. High school, yeah. This pettiness, this anger, this retribution, everything is so hyper and fucking important. Everything's hyperbolic. Everybody's pain is so great. Well, and it's so easy to just put that shit out there because, like, with, with email, you can get pissed at somebody and just send it off and, mm-hmm. you know, you, with Facebook, Twitter, you, yeah. you type it out and then you hit the send or the tweet or whatever the fuck the, the button is and it's there. And you, I mean, you can take it back. Well, Unless no, someone what, screenshots yeah, that thing is, well, then they've got receipts. Yeah. Ah, fuck you with your receipts. You know, that old, that old advice to, you know, write a letter, but don't send it. Yeah. Which is what I essentially have now done with that piece that yeah. I wrote. Like I, I exercise some demons that way and that's, got that's okay. Um, but yeah, there's, uh, I've, I've actually literally hit send when I probably shouldn't have hit send on an email before that wasn't, I wasn't f- angry or what, anything like that but it was when I was working at Career Builder for those six months that I was there and some you know email came out globally and I don't remember what it was about but I responded to it in the most nonsensical fucking insane you weird were way you making a joke I was making a joke okay. but I wrote this long it wasn't bullshit a dirty story joke. about my Aunt Jean who I did have an Aunt Jean and but everything other beyond Aunt Jean actually existing. Everything else was total bullshit. It was about, it was, there was weird sex shit and weird violence happening oh, in it. Oh, you and like wrote sex shit? Yeah. Just, oh, like dirty stuff. Okay, just so like, it, mean, it was dirty. It wasn't like Penthouse Forum. It was just, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was. Dear global it was, community, I. It was inappropriate I for was work. walking into my bathroom and there was a woman with great big titties and lavender. Well, you know. I didn't mean to send it. To the global, you were just sending I, it. To, I meant to send. I think I meant to send it to reply to the original sender. Oh, because because I knew them and they, it was like and they, would we, think it they was were funny. Cool and, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I accidentally hit reply all, and then bang the thing out, and then hit send. And I'm like, yeah, that was fucking great writing. I'm really funny. He's gonna get a real kick out of this. And then I hear people throughout the office going, "Oh shit! Oh Himmel, what did you, David? What?" Did, and everyone's looking at me, and I'm thinking, "What the fuck? Oh." Oh, 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 fuck. Did you get fired? Well, not because of that. Oh, you got fired? I ended up getting laid off because Career Builder. There was, this was in 2008, so when everything went to shit, I got laid off as part of the, the whole Which is hysterical. Crash. Oh, the irony is thick. That's beautiful. Um, <laughs> so I go to the whole rescind the email or call it back, whatever that, which doesn't take it the doesn't... email out of people's inboxes. It just says, David has requested that the email be rescinded. Yeah, it or whatever basically that is. says, "Oh, I fucked it's up." Oops. Yeah. yeah, it's an oops button. It's not. So a I did that because I was in a panic, and then my manager comes up to me, and, and everyone has seen it. Everyone's laughing, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, I'm I'm done for. This shit, that's embarrassing." And my manager walks up to me, and he goes, "Hey," and I go, "Yeah." He goes, "I, I gotta write you up." I'm like, "Yeah, that's cool. Yep, totally fair. Totally yeah. fair. Where's the paper? Let's do this. Let's just." <laughs> so that's one of those things where like. And I do, to this day, I mean, this, that was what, 10, well, shit, 10 years ago now. Um, before, in most cases, before I send an email, I will look to make sure who the recipients are. Always. And to make sure that I haven't left some weird, Yeah, I've never done know, that in a, in, a, in a work. offensive thought. I've never <laughs> done that at work before. But this is the thing that makes me sad. There's, we've now hit a point where everything is so easily digitized and everything is so permanent and it, people can screenshot and all this stuff, is that you're not allowed to make mistakes anymore. No. You're not allowed to have a bad... You cannot 
have a bad attitude. I mean, I was a homophobe when in the 80s when I was in college. Mm-hmm. I was a total homophobe. Why is that? Well, I just grew up in Kansas. Okay, yep. In a high school, in a Christian high school in Kansas, and it was just, I hated homosexual. Did I the, just AIDS, thought, the AIDS epidemic I think, yeah, that was that, when yeah. it was kind of coming around, and it was like, and, and, you know, I just didn't know anybody that was gay, so of course I hated gay people. And I got to college and, and, and became very close friends with someone who I did not think was gay and found out he was gay. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to be my friend anymore because I was a fucking bigot. Yeah. And I had to really kind of embrace that. And, and you know, and I, I, I can see other people, and myself, I can see getting defensive and then saying, fuck it. But that was not where I was at at yeah. that time. I was in college and I was a drunk. But I was trying to learn and be a better person. And yeah. so I ended up going to a whole bunch of gay bars and just trying to talk to gay men. Mm-hmm. And I would always lead off with, hi, my name's Don. I'm a homophobe. <laughs> and I don't want to be one. Would you mind sitting and having a drink with me and just talking a little bit? And I mean, I got beat up in a parking lot twice because of this line. By gays? Yeah. They know how to fight? See, this is the thing. Gays aren't just... <laughs> Billy Crystal from Soap. Right. You know, they're not, they're not, you know, they're not Sean Benjamin from fucking Will yeah. and Grace. A lot of gay men, they men, they're, they, they take yeah. very good, there's a lot, not all, but there's a portion that take a lot of pride in their bodies <laughs> and are badass and yeah. will beat the shit out of you in a parking lot. And if rightfully so, if, yeah, if you're well, a homophobe. Yeah. But once in a while, somebody would go, oh, wow, you're really trying. I will talk to you. See, I would be suspect. Like, are they, are they trying to trap me I into. I had some of that, yeah. You know, are they going to beat the shit out of me and kill me or whatever the fuck yeah, it is? Yeah, or whatever it is. But maybe here's an opportunity to do some, yeah. And that's, that's what I was doing. And good and for I, you. I mean, I, and good then for I, you for having the balls Well, and then to, I came to Chicago and I ended up meeting a whole host of people that were not like me. And I kind of, I well, not kind of, yeah. I grew uh, much more appreciative of well, that's just it. You grew. The other. Yeah. And that's, that. you know, that's... that's you people change. We want people to change. The thing we about it is, grow if, and learn. If, if that had been, if when I was in college, if there had been Facebook, mm-hmm. this is the thing that I was like, if there had been Facebook in college, yeah. and it was like it is today, I would have never had the opportunity to grow. Right. Because once it was online, I would have been limited to that's who I am to a whole segment of people that don't may, may or may not know me, maybe know me cursorily, whatever, that guy, no matter who he is, is and will always be a homophobe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have There's you, no, no potential for change because you're locked into what you wrote and what you, you sent to the world. Have you written things on Facebook, uh, you know, whether it's a post that you're, you know, an original post that you're putting out there or a comment, and then you go, ooh, Nope, I'm not going to do that. And you just delete the whole thing and cancel it or, you know, whatever you have to do. Have you had um, that? I, I've, I, I think I used to do that. Now I'm just, part of it is because I just decided that being a middle-aged white guy arguing with people yeah. online is beneath me. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it's, maybe that sounds superior, but it's just beneath me. It's like, I'm, a, I'm an adult. Adults don't behave that way. Well, that's, yeah, to be clear, it's not beneath you because you're a middle-aged white guy and no, you're it, above that. It's, no, you're an adult. It's that I'm an adult. With, you're a adult thoughtful people. adult. I'm middle-aged, yeah. which means I should fucking know better than yeah. to go online and have a petty squabble with someone else in public. I spent the majority of my, I guess, I guess it's still the majority of my life at this point, uh, running my mouth off and getting in trouble for shit that I would say. My, my parents would always say, like, your mouth's going to get you in trouble. Your mouth gets you in trouble. And constantly, they were right. That's you, my you know? whole life. Yeah. And I got to a point, I think, in my like maybe early, mid-20s where I was like, 
I'm starting to figure out this whole self-editing thing. And there was a, another point, and I think I'm still leaving that point, where I was editing too much. It was like, I'm now restricting myself, so I need to be less of a less of an adult and more of the, the OG David. There's, you know, there's, there's some argument gets in trouble with that his says mouth. I can go with some, I can go with that censoring myself too much, yeah. but I won't. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because I kind of bypassed all that and now I'm old. And old means I don't give a fuck. Yeah. What, which, bring what you got. I'm already baked. Yeah. I mean, I can learn new things, but it takes me a long time. Yeah. And, you know, it's you know it's like it's like the gender pronoun thing. I don't think that's true. Okay. I, don't, I don't think it takes you a long time to learn new things. I think that you you adapt pretty quick. I mean, one there's the whole tech I stuff, to. you know. But yeah, I think yeah, that, I, I mean, to. you know, you get you get punched. I I don't know. How, how, I'm trying to create this analogy for the way that I think that you learn. Uh, you're very self-aware, and you're very aware of the world you're living in. Trying to, yeah. And I think you do a really good job of, of new things coming in and accepting them going, how can I reconcile that with my reality and the reality of the world and the reality of what that person or people are saying and how does that make sense? I think you do a really good job well, of, of, of that. Yeah, so, I, well, that actually reminds me. You of can totally teach an old dog yeah, new well, politeness. Well, and, and, well, and sometimes <laughs> it's just about kind of bringing the Spock in and detaching emotion yeah. from it and, and not being defensive. As, well, that's as, just it. Get rid of the emotion. I'm right, that's where I'm writing the blue you. line now. Um, and I haven't ridden the L on a t- routine basis for a really long time because, yeah. you know, Navy Pier, I just drove my car. Yeah. And uh, this was Wednesday, Wednesday morning. So I get on I get on the blue line. And if you get on Damon, mm-hmm. if you get on Division, it's fucking packed by the time you get there. Yeah. And you're like sardines and you're mad. Yep. And it, what is a completely ridiculous and unnatural state for human beings is to mash yourself so that you're inches from... People, but then everybody is desperately trying to pretend like there no one else is there. No one right. makes eye contact. Right. Everybody's <laughs> reading or looking at their phone. Uh-huh. It's like you're you are inches yeah. from other human beings. Your ass is on somebody's crotch. You're you're just jammed. Yep. And you're all pretending like no one is there, which is weird. Yeah. And and I find myself going, what the fuck is this? And I do. I want to go get on there and go. Does everybody recognize this is not normal? Right. I mean, I want to, is everybody getting that this is a fucking weird scene that we're in right now? But I don't say anything because you're not supposed to. Well, That's, because it's totally, as weird as it is, it's, it's totally normal because we do it every, every day. single day. So yeah. anyway, so I go, I get on and uh, uh, and this, and it, I get on a Damon and I get a seat. Never, you know, very rarely happens. Yep. So I get a seat. So I sit down. What time of the day are you going? Are you this is morning day? rush hour. Okay, because Damon, like, I found that when I was taking the blue line down... Yeah. Um, to the Board of Trade where I was working, uh, I found that it was... There were times when I'd have three trains go by that I couldn't get on mm-hmm. because, you know, Western and California and everything oh, before packed. that. yeah. Because they're building more condos and uh-huh. everyone's moving out to Logan Square. It's just, fuck this. So if you're able to get a seat at Damon See, I, during morning seems, rush hour, that's... It just seems much more... So I got a seat and I sit down and uh, I'm just sitting there and I notice... She's probably, you know, 20, I don't know how old she was, but yeah. she was young. Young yeah. woman, probably 25. Okay. Really big, like an overstuffed fucking bag. Her yeah. handbag was like fucking huge with whatever Too bullshit. big for the morning commute. Yeah. <laughs> and, but it was, obviously it was kind of heavy. Yeah. So I get up and offer her my seat. Uh-huh. You gentlemen. And she gets this nasty look on her face. She goes, I don't want your seat. Uh... 
And I just didn't expect it. I, I was like, yeah, that was that's like, weird. Who doesn't want a fucking seat on the? Bl- Are you kidding me? I yeah. mean, but you know, I'm just trying to be. Especially if you've got polite. a big bag that you can yeah, just take some weight polite. off. And, yeah. She's a woman. I'm always, you know, I'm, that's just. I must have been born in the 30s, but I, you give up your seat for a woman. That's just what you do. That's just polite. Did you do it because she was a woman, or did you do it because she had a big bag? She was did it because she's a woman, and she had a big bag. Okay, but I did it because I give the seat up for a woman. That's okay. That's just how I was raised, and so I stood up. And, I mean, if it was a dude with a real big heavy bag, fuck off. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. stand, jackass. You brought your big-ass heavy bag. But, <laughs> nice you know, purse, dick. Yeah, dickweed. So I, so I obviously goes, I don't, need, I don't want your seat. And I didn't know how to react. And while I'm not knowing how to react, this little Latino kid just sneaks right into the seat. I'll take it. Yeah. And, and then sits and closes his eyes as if, if he can't see me, I don't exist. <laughs> Like he just let, close his eyes. I'm like, asleep. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And and so I see this. I think it's funny. It is funny. I'm not mad. <laughs> I just funny. think it's good kind of, for him. I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> and so I look, and she's still looking at me, and I smile because I think it's funny. Yeah. She goes, and I don't need you staring at me, you creep. And she walks oh, away. Right. So I'm like, what just happened? And yeah. so I'm like, wow, that is. That is not the reaction I expected, but I guess in the, in the age of Me Too, I can understand why I, I didn't think well, I was being creepy at all. I think what happened is the, the women's movement overcorrected there. Well, yeah, there was but. a little, but that was fine. You know, it's like I, it's like I got to work and it didn't, it's not like it ruined my day, sure. but I just thought it was interesting. It was yeah. just something that was in my brain. Coming home, very same day, this is what kills me. It's absolutely Wednesday, now I'm in rush hour, post work rush hour. Uh-huh. Get on the train at Washington. Now, Clark and Lake, fuck you. Fuck You're that. not getting any seat. No. But Washington's seat. Washington's so, great. So I sit out. Yeah. Right? That's where I would get on at Washington. Yeah. You've and plenty we, of seats before right. it all goes to hell. We yeah. get to Clark and Lake, and I'm sitting there, and I'm doing what the Latina boy did, is I've got my eyes closed, mm-hmm. as if... See, you can learn new things. There you go. Yeah. I've got my eyes closed, and I feel my knee get nudged. And I open my eyes, and it's another, not the same, another, like, probably 25, 27-year-old woman. Yeah. And she's looking at me, like, entitled, uh. like, I should give my seat up. And so I close my eyes again, because I had a bad experience in the morning. I suddenly remember my bad experience. Like, yeah, I'm not going to play this game twice. And so I close my eyes, and she nudges me again, and then I hear her say out loud... I hate it when men won't give up their seats. See, what the fuck? And the minute she says this, the guy across from me immediately gets up, she takes his seat and sits and glares at me. And I'm thinking... Oh, God damn you. But putting those two things together, those two instances together in the same day, it's it's that the lines are drawn... Like with chalk, like with sidewalk chalk, uh-huh. and they're just kind of mushing around, and I can't quite. So it's not that I can't learn new things. It's that when the rules are changing so rapidly, well, the, I'm, I'm just doing the best I can to see if I can walk that straight line and not get busted for DUI. That's the line, all I'm saying. The lines are being drawn by a drunken five-year-old with sidewalk chalk while it's raining. While it's raining, that's exactly it's, what it feels like. What it's like, the fuck I'm not, are you supposed I, to do? I don't, I don't, you know. And, and Dana was like, she got that told her about it, and she said, she said, you know. This is just how it is, and 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 you know, fuck them. Don't you, you give up? You give up your seat. You give up a seat for pregnant women and old people. That that's was it. her perspective. Yep. I said, you know, and that's the rule I live by too. And, and the thing is, this or is people the thing. gigantic, like if they've got this a shit the little thing. bags this or the thing. whatever. I'm always, and this is how I was raised, and so I'm just not going to take. I don't want your seat, you creep. I'm not going to take her seriously because right. I'm always going to give up my seat for kids, women. Pregnant women and old people and cripples. And yes, I used the word cripples 
And I mean it just that way. That's and okay. If you're if you're crippled up, it's an you, accurate description. You know, then I'm going to give you my seat. And if you are offended by the fact that I'm going to offer my seat, then you don't have to sit down. You don't have to. That's okay. But don't be a There's dick about it There's always a Latino boy who can close <laughs> his eyes that will take the seat instead of me. And so I'm all right with that. This is a lesson that I have learned on the blue line. I want to do well. Or I want to do good for uh, for our society. Like, part of my daily behavior is stay the fuck out of everybody else's way so they can get their shit done and hopefully they'll set it my way so I can get my shit done like yeah. just I just want to go to the fucking store I just want to buy fucking asparagus I want to go to work whatever the fuck it is let's all just stay the fuck we've all got somewhere to be you really want to buy asparagus I fucking love asparagus oh, okay. right. it's my right. first favorite vegetable okay there you go you also yeah. like kale too don't you I do oh god yeah. Christ yeah I wipe my ass with kale and I still might eat that kale I knew you would that's yeah. the thing it's so sad uh at least you'd be corn on it. But, right. It becomes like a salad. So I want to do I want to do good, and I want to do better, and I want to put my time toward things, and I and I, I do. I mean, I volunteer and I give money and I do all that shit that, and a lot of the times it's real fucking lazy. A lot of the time it's like yeah. eh, twenty five bucks, and because I saw a Giving Tuesday, I think fuck it, fine. And I'm part of that. Like I ask people, guys, it's fucking Giving Tuesday. Give twenty five bucks. I fucking do that. Yeah, yeah. You're, I'm you're part on of this. You're this this part system. of the solution. Yeah. You call it a solution, I call it a system. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's all the same thing. <laughs> but nothing makes me more irrationally angry faster than when my fucking computer doesn't work or my internet goes out. Because it's fucking with my shit. Maybe, not as often as, it, as I'd like to think it is, maybe it's fucking with my shit when I'm trying to give a donation to okay. a company or trying to promote Gilda's Club Chicago or whatever it is. Yeah. But they're fucking with my shit. They're fucking with... They're in my fucking house. See... And I've got shit maybe to do. The, motherfucker. This thing is, I remember the days when... Because I can remember, like, when my computer wouldn't work, something would happen to my computer, and I would fucking lose my shit. Yeah, so you I, go fucking crazy. I, the thing is, I don't do that anymore. And I don't know if it's because I'm just older, mm. or I give less of a fuck. You're also or, mostly on Apple, and or, Apple does that less. Or Well, Apple definitely does yeah. that less. But... Part of it is, even when Apple does it, even you know it's not supposed to do it, some, once in a while something fucks up, yeah. or I fuck something up. Um, like I said, I don't think it's because I'm a good person, because I don't know if I'm a good person. I'd like to be a good person, but I don't know if I am. You're not the worst. I don't think I'm the worst, but I don't think that's a great badge. And it's like, hey, you're laying on your deathbed. Well, I was kind of mediocre. <laughs> that's not great. That's not a great thing to say. But that said, I can say that I have gotten much more patient with things that don't work or inconvenience me than I used to. I mean, a perfect, I'll actually give you a perfect example. And part of it is just kind of knowing what I have to get out of the exchange. Um, live on division. Yep. And on December 1st through, I don't fucking know, uh, April, uh, you can't park overnight on division. They'll tow your fucking ass away. Why? It's a fucking archaic rule about snow routes, and it came. Is from it only when it snows more than one or two? No, no, no. That thing is? It's, no, this is this is during the Jane Byrne administration when she fucked up the snow plows, and so they made a, a law that says along this. And part of it's because there's a hospital right there. Yeah. But basically, you cannot park from three a.m. to seven a.m. on division in this stretch. Fuck? Or they will fucking come and tow your ass. I mean, not it, even ticket. Not even a, well, you not get even, a, you get a ticket, but it's on your car after it's been towed. So I mean, it's 
They fucking tow you first. They tow you first you and second. they give you an $85 ticket. So you end up paying about $250 to get your car back. So there's not even the Chicago warning of a ticket first no. and let it lie, or even a fucking there are sign, Well, there are signs all up and down. There's this 3 a.m. Sam, and you will get towed. Okay. No shit. I have been towed once. Now, that's inconvenient to me. Sure. It's expensive. It's expensive. It's a fucking yeah. pain in the ass. I got to go find my car. And I is there ever like car. a tow yard nearby? No. Anything? No. no. Yeah. Ever for not. anybody? Can't be. Yeah. And so, but that was one of the things about it is I saw it and I went, ah, oh, fuck. And then I immediately, and, and maybe I'd, I'd love to say that it's because I'm becoming more mature. I don't know if that's the case. Mm. But I, instead of, I started to get pissed, and then I realized that getting pissed wasn't going to accomplish anything for me. Getting pissed usually doesn't accomplish anything. Well, no, that, I disagree with that. I disagree. I think anger is a very valuable tool, but it's only a valuable tool if you can control it. If you can utilize it for when it's necessary, then you can become a yes. Jedi of rage. So quick, just a quick side so note well, Before you get to that, I just want to say that I went to get my thing. I was pleasant. She yeah. hit me with the thing. I also had a ticket. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me, but I didn't say that. Well, it's just smiled. their job. And yeah, they got I a family smiled. to feed. Sure. I didn't get upset. No blood pressure raised. I never got enraged. Got my car back and I came home and went, okay. Lesson learned. I will because never. Because frankly, they warned you. I will never park from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not like I didn't know. I forgot. And that was my It's bad. fucking stupid. And so I didn't cool, lose my yeah. shit over yeah. it. And I felt better about it. Yeah. So go ahead. You were going to say. Well, I was just. The side note was the whole uh, anger is a tool if you can focus it or, or direct it or whatever it is. So this morning, I was putting my boots on, getting ready to go to, to work. And I click on the TV because I'm a schmuck. And 60 inch TV though. 60 inch, yeah. It's like you live in that world. I was on HBO because last night I watched um, <laughs> I watched uh, the Michelle Wolf stand up special. Very funny. Which is inc- very it, very it, funny. It, it's it's awesome. Yeah. And so HBO was still on the TV side, so and they were showing uh, Hulk. I think it was just Hulk, the, the Ed, Ed Norton. No, that's the Incredible Hulk. The Ang Lee is Hulk. Okay. All right. So I never keep those straight. Right. So the Incredible yeah. Hulk. So that was on. I'm like. And it was toward the end, and I'm like, yeah, cool. I, sure, I'm watching. I fucking, we've talked about the Hulk before. Yeah, I love yeah, the fucking love Hulk. the fucking Hulk, yeah. And I'm like, I don't really have time to sit. My boots are tied now, but yeah. I'm watching the fucking movie. I've seen it a gazillion fucking oh, yeah. times. I know what and happens. Well, you know what? You know, just a, a side note. Have you played, did you ever play the PlayStation 2 Hulk game? No, I played the Sega Genesis Hulk game. That okay. fucking sucked. The, no, the, the PlayStation <laughs> Two game was is was brilliant. It was a you know the universe. You just okay. Free roaming yeah. room. You yeah. just run around, just beat shit up, just yeah. for fun. You can follow the thing. A good portion of that movie, especially the fight scenes, come directly from. Oh, okay. Things he did you could do in the PlayStation Two, like taking the the, the cop cars, the cop and making, cars, yeah, making him the boxing gloves. Yep, yep. Totally out of that game. Yeah. So, yeah. So. So for Christmas, I needed a PlayStation 2 in that old game. That fucking game saved me after my second divorce. That's all I did was drink and play that game. The same thing happened with the big breakups. Grand Theft Auto did that for me. Just yep. I need fucking violence. Yeah, just I just need, need. I just need. I need all the codes. Drop tanks everywhere. Fucking snipe people. Kill just hookers. Just gotta do some yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So you got your. So boots anyway, so I'm watching this, and there's that line where Ed Norton, the abomination, comes out, and yeah. Ed Norton says, "I'm the only one that can do this," and he says, "How do you know you can control it?" He goes, "I'm not trying to control it. I just want to aim it." Or, and I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, but that's the idea, yeah. That's, yeah, so with anger, if you can just focus the anger. All right, this is Don. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, but we actually do not have uh, 
uh, six things. This was, uh, if you if you were listening, these were pieces uh, of recordings that we've made, David and I have made, over the last year. Um, we just, uh, this week was September 10th, was David and Katie's uh, anniversary, and September 12th is uh, was uh, Dana and I, our anniversary. So we basically just didn't have any time to record a podcast for this week. So what I have done is I have found some footage, some archival archival audio recording of uh, stuff that uh, we had not released yet, just stuff that was interesting, I thought. Um, I have to admit, I don't really categorize this stuff very well. <laughs> I don't categorize this stuff very well because uh, there's just so much of it. Because if you don't know the process, and maybe it's the first time I'll get to say this, but the process of how we do the ApeCast is David comes over to my house, we get some beers, we come up with a few topics, and we just sit and talk. Obviously, if you listen to the podcast pretty regularly, you understand that's pretty much what we do. And then I edit it down to the stuff that I think is the most interesting. If you listen to the podcast, if you listen to the Literate Apecast, let me make a, a couple of requests. First of all, if you like the Apecast, go to iTunes and give us a review. Even if it's just a one-star review, we don't care. Um, the more people that listen, it mostly it just gives us the affirmation that there are actually people out there listening to the podcast. The second thing that we'd really appreciate it is if you are a reader of any kind, go to literateape.com. We have a number of incredibly talented writers and some great content that comes out on a regular basis. You, you could very easily go down a rabbit hole if you're looking for fiction, short fiction, if you're looking for poetry, if you're looking for uh, op-ed, bizarre comedy, um, all kinds of stuff that goes on. There's some great columns that we've got going on, and we'd love for you to go online, check us out. Uh, if you like it, send it to somebody else. Uh, that's the process in this day and age. And uh, with that in mind, uh, hopefully uh, we'll have new content out next week because uh, we won't be anniversarying. And uh, But ultimately, thank you so much. On behalf of David and I, thank you so much for listening to the ApeCast, and we hope that you will continue to listen. Thanks. This has been the Literate ApeCast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on literateape.com slash podcasts. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Locomotive. You can catch them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.